Hello and welcome to the Retro VGM Revival Hour. My name is Edgar Velasco and I am the host of this show. This is a video game music show where I will talk and share various music tracks from the 8-bit, 16-bit, 32-bit, and current video game music eras. From the obscure to the well-known, both respecting and honoring the music that many gamers have grown up on and for those who have just discovered the wonderful world of video game music. I have been a fan of video game music as far as I can remember and believe this is an art form that needs as much exposure as possible. Each episode will focus on a specific theme, franchise, or composer, and that brings us to today's theme, and that is The Legend of Zelda. The Legend of Zelda is a high fantasy action-adventure video game series created by Japanese game designers Shigeru Miyamoto and Takashi Tezuka in 1986 and first appeared on the Famicom Disk System in Japan before being later converted into a cartridge game for the American Nintendo Entertainment System. Centered around Link, a green-capped hero of Hyrule who must save Princess Zelda and defeat the evil wizard Ganon, the series' gameplay incorporates elements of action-adventure, puzzle-solving, and exploration. This franchise has spanned every console in Nintendo's history and spawned products like cartoon, manga, toys, and even breakfast cereal, making it one of Nintendo's most prominent franchises. Focusing on a fantasy setting for the game, this decision is what ultimately inspired Link's design, as Miyamoto loved Disney and drew inspiration from their portrayal of Peter Pan. It is also possible that from drawing inspiration from Peter Pan that many people can agree that there are certain similarities between the two such as Link and Peter playing the flute, both fighting their own shadows, both accompanied by a fairy at some point of the game, and the Kokiri, a race introduced in the Ocarina of Time, that are ageless, much like the children of Neverland. Before the Zelda name was chosen, the first game was simply known as Adventure by Nintendo staff. Nintendo started to work on the first Zelda game at the same time as they were working on the first Super Mario Bros. game and separated their ideas for gameplay mechanics into the two different categories ideas that would work for Mario, and ideas that would work for Zelda. Mario was linear, so as a result Zelda was the complete opposite. This is why Mario is a side-platforming, side-scrolling game, while the first Zelda was a top-down action-adventure game. The Legend of Zelda series had had a profound impact on everybody since they first laid eyes on its beautiful gold cartridge. Many of us not sure what to expect from the game called Zelda, but when we popped it in, we really had no idea what was in store for us. Zelda was open-world bliss, it completely blew everyone away. This game presented and introduced the player into this giant, sprawling open world and said, have at it, in an action-based setting, and it does not get any better than that. It was a huge, completely open world adventure, the complete opposite of everything Nintendo were releasing at the time. A true pioneer of its style of gameplay, the game was also so open that you can go through the entire adventure without ever receiving your sword, a challenge that only die-hard Zelda fans could accomplish. The game itself had no hints of where to go next, a design idea that Shigeru Miyamoto deliberately chose as he wanted friends who were playing the game to talk amongst themselves and try to figure out where to go next. No open world adventure game since has drawn many loyal fans as quite as much as the Legend of Zelda series has, and it rightly deserves its place amongst the best games of all time. And this is why this stage of the Retro VGM Revival Hour is dedicated to this amazing video game franchise, The Legend of Zelda. So let's not hesitate and start the countdown. First off is the first Zelda game, The Legend of Zelda. Released in the year of 1986, published and developed by Nintendo for the Nintendo Entertainment System, we have two tracks, starting off with the overworld theme and ending it with Labyrinth by composer Koji Kondo. <laughs>
And that was the Overworld and Labyrinth stage themes for the Legend of Zelda NES game by composer Koji Kondo. With the success of that title, we had a sequel, which is Zelda 2 The Adventures of Link. Released in the year of 1988, published and developed by Nintendo, of course, for the Nintendo Entertainment System, we have three tracks, which are the title screen, the battle theme 1, and then ending it with Palace Theme 1 by composer Akito Nakatsuka.
and that was the title screen prologue, battle theme 1, and palace theme 1 for the Zelda 2 The Adventures of Link NES game by composer Akito Nakasuka. Next up is the series' foray into the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, which is The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Released April 13th of 1992, published and developed by Nintendo for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, we have two tracks from this game, which is the select screen, and then we ended with the Dark World Overworld theme by composer Koji Kondo. And that was the select screen and Dark World Overworld themes for The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past SNES game by composer Koji Kondo. 
Next up is the first foray into the Game Boy of the Legend of Zelda franchise, which is The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Released August of 1993, published and developed by Nintendo for the Game Boy, we have two tracks from this game, which is Mabe Village, and then ending it with Marin Sings the Ballad of the Windfish, by composers Minako Hamano and Kozue Ishikawa. And that was Mabe Village and Marin Sings the Ballad of the Windfish for The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening Game Boy Game by composers Minako Hamano and Kozue Ishikawa. Next up is the Nintendo 64 iteration, which is The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Released November 23rd of 1998, published and developed by Nintendo of course for the Nintendo 64. And in this game we have selected three tracks, Lost Woods, Saria Song, Hyrule Field, and ending it with Song of Storms, Windmill Hut, by composer Koji Kondo. <laughs>
And that was Lost Woods, Hyrule Field, and Song of Storms for The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time N64 game by composer Koji Kondo. Next up is the sequel to Ocarina of Time, which is The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Released October 26th of 2000, published and developed by Nintendo for the Nintendo 64, we've selected three tracks again for this particular title, which is Mayor's Meeting, Song of Healing, and ending it with Deku Palace by composers Kaji Kondo and Toru Minegishi.
And that was Mayor's Meeting, Song of Healing, and Deku Palace for The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask N64 game by composers Koji Kandu and Toru Minegishi. Next up, we return to the portable route with The Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Seasons, and Oracle of Ages. Both released May 14th of 2001. Developed by Capcom and published by Nintendo for the Game Boy Color, we have two tracks, Horon Village from Oracle of Seasons, and ending it with Sadness, which comes from the Oracle of Ages game, both composed by Kiyohiro Sada and Minako Adachi. And that was Horon from the Oracle of Seasons and Sadness from the Oracle of Ages for The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons Oracle of Ages Game Boy Color Games by composers Kiyohiro Sada and Minako Adachi. Next up we have a game that wasn't very popular but now has built to have a cult-like status which is The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. Released March 24th of 2003, published and developed by Nintendo for the Nintendo GameCube. We have three tracks from this game, which is Goldan, The Great Sea, and ending it with the staff credits. By composers Kenta Nagata, Hajime Wakai, Koji Kondo, and Toru Minegishi.
And that was Godan, the Great Sea, and Staff Credits theme for The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker GameCube game by composers Kenta Nagata, Hajime Wakai, Koji Kondo, and Toru Minegishi. Next up is another portable title, which is The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap. Released January 10th of 2005, developed by Capcom and published by Nintendo for the Game Boy Advanced, we have selected three tracks from this game, which is Minish Village, Dark Hyrule Castle, and ending it with Vati's Origins by composer Mitsuhiko Takano. <laughs> Thank you. 
and that was Minish Village, Dark Hyrule Castle, and Vati's Origins tracks from The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap Game Boy Advance game by composer Mitsuhiko Takano. Next up is The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Released November 19th of 2006 as well as December 11th of 2006, published and developed by Nintendo for the Nintendo Wii and the Nintendo GameCube. We have three tracks again from this particular title, which is The Introduction, Hyrule Field, and Hidden Village by composers Toru Minegishi and Asuka Ota.
And that was the introduction, Hyrule Field, and Hidden Village tracks from the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess Nintendo Wii and GameCube game by composers Toru Minegishi and Asuka Ota. Next and last in our Legend of Zelda countdown, we have The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. Released November 22nd of 2013, published and developed by Nintendo for the Nintendo 3DS, we have Death Mountain by composer Ryo Nagamatsu.
And that was Death Mountain for The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds Nintendo 3DS game by composer Ryo Nagamatsu. And that's about all the time we have today for the Retro BGM Revival Hour. As always, I appreciate all you listeners for taking an hour of your time and listening and showing support for the art of video game music. If you'd like to stay in touch with anything and everything VGM related, please make sure to visit the official site over at retrovgmrevival.blogspot.com and subscribe to the official Facebook group, www.facebook.com slash groups slash Hour where you can post your own video game music videos or add some recommendation for future episodes. And you're also going to be qualified to participate in free retro game giveaways. Plus, now we're available on Tumblr at RetroVGMRevivalHour.tumblr.com. Just look up the old search engine and look for that cool cat wearing those 80 sunglasses holding that NES controller. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud as well as find us on Stitcher. Plus, now we're available on iTunes. So please show that you like this podcast by commenting, rating, and subscribing. And if you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at MoonSpiderHugs. Till then, this is Edgar Velasco saying, Life has its ups and its downs, and also its lefts and rights. But in the end of it all, we always end up with a little bit of extra lives to win the day. Thank you so much, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.